Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Stand-up comedian Tony Woods performs at the DC Improv this Thursday night in Washington, DC. I spoke with Woods last year when he performed at the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia, discussing why DC is such a hotbed for comedy and why Dave Chappelle calls him the OG. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, man. This is a pleasure and an honor. Now, uh, where are you calling us from? From beautiful Silver Spring. Silver Spring, Maryland. And I know you uh, are- But check it out. It's called Silver Spring now, but it's really Aspen Hill. (laughs) Where have you grown? So you've grown up around DC your whole life? Yeah, not my whole life. I I was born in New York and then I then lived in North Carolina until I was like maybe 10. And then we moved to DC. And then, uh, you know, we moved out to suburbs, man. I think when I was like twelve or thirteen. Gotcha, gotcha. And and here up into Silver Spring, and then and then I went, you know, went away to like you know conquer the world and everything. But now I'm back, and I'm right here in Aspen Hill. Well, it's Silver Spring. They call it Silver Spring now, but it used to be called Aspen Hill. Well, we'll call it Aspen Hill for the rest of this interview, then, because that's what it is. Right on. <laughs> um, is yeah. this your first? So, is this your first gig uh, back? I know you're coming to the Birchmere. Is this going to be your first gig back since this whole, you know, COVID yeah. mess began? It is, except for doing like, um, you know, like we might have a in friends' backyards or something, but it's not like a show. Show. It's just me and people I know. We just and somebody goes, "Hey, we got a stage," but it it starts out as karaoke, <laughs> and then and then it's always like, "Hey, Tony, you should tell some jokes," <laughs> like that. So yeah, it's just but just with like friends and family, which right. is yeah. not the show that you do at a club. Right. This will be the Birchmere on the 29th. Will be like the first ticketed official event since. All right. Cool. Yeah. With no with no two year olds. <laughs> you don't have to water the jokes down for two-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not the two-year-olds you got to worry about. It's the 70 and 80-year-olds you have to worry about. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I mean, because they're there, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, their ears are a little more sensitive than thing. the toddlers. <laughs> yeah, the toddlers don't know what's going on. They remember what's going on and repeat it at the wrong time. That's what they do. Exactly. You gotta but say- you know what, man? I've always been a big fan of WTOP. Like, my first car was a, um, what was it? Audi 100 LS. And it only had AM radio. And you and that- uh, you, you remember listening to, to, to WTOP riding around in your first car? Yeah, WTOP, yeah. Because it was no cassette. It was, well, 
there was no CDs at the time. It was it didn't have no cassette and no eight track. <laughs> I only had AM radio, buddy. So I had to listen to all the AM stations. WTOP is on FM now, but back they had. Do you guys still have an AM station? Uh, yeah, we have we have like a sister station, Federal News Radio. Yeah, on AM. Yep. Yeah, but it was. I think at that time it was the main. It was the main one. Yeah, I think it, I think it was before they switched to FM. See, you yeah. you go way back. You you know the yeah. roots of, of TOP and everything. So yeah, it was it was in Silver Spring, wasn't it? Um, I don't know actually. I've only I've been there on, about twelve. I've been there like George twelve years. So. I think it was on George Avenue. Yep, WTOP right on George. Like when you come when you cross over the line to come into Silver Spring from on George Avenue. And then you go under the bridge and boom, WTOP was right there in, a, in an ice cream place called Gifford's. Just don't, just don't mix up the two. You know, you got, you know, don't think we're on an ice cream station or something. <laughs> but you couldn't, you couldn't go into it because it was a, it was a ice cream place for two big polar bears outside and, and the building. And, and it's right next to uh, the firehouse in Silver Spring. You know, the firehouse. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a restaurant now, but it was an actual firehouse back then. Wow. Anyway, what were the comedy clubs? What were the comedy clubs there then? Were there any in Silver Spring? I don't know. I don't think it was ever in Silver Spring. Yeah. Before I was a comedian, I saw it. the comedy club was right there on Connecticut Avenue, and um, and Calvert Street. Yeah, Connecticut and Calvert Street. It, it's a it's an Indian restaurant now, but. I used to think, you know, what do they talk about in there? Because they had pictures of like George Carlin and Richard Pryor and stuff like that. And so, but in my mind, I thought I can go in there and see them guys. But no, nah, they, you know, comedy clubs just put up the famous comedy. But I started at the Comedy Cafe on, um, what is it? On K Street, right there. It's at, uh, K Street between 15th and 16th. How old were you when you started? You did your first club show? Um, maybe like twenty-three. All right. And so, who were your? I mentioned Carlin and Pryor. Were those your? Were those your comedy idols growing up, or was there anybody else? No, I. It was really my uncles. I had two uncles named Uncle Jimmy, one on my mom's side, one on my dad's side. But for whatever reason, I just figured everybody named Jimmy must be super hilariously funny because they <laughs> were. <laughs> and then. Uh, and, and then as far as stand-up comedy, uh, what's this guy named? Uh, oh, man, was Jonathan Winters. Jonathan oh, Winters yeah. was real. And, you, you you know, you see him on, like, when they, back then, they used to have, like, TV shows, like um, Dean Martin's comedy special from the desert or whatever. And this guy would always do, like, a little skit. Like, they would film him just talking about something. He'd been, you know, dressed up like an old lady or either like a 49er, not a 49er football player, everybody, but a 49er, like a guy who's looking for gold. Yeah. A prospector. And, uh, but I didn't learn two years later that he's a stand-up comedian doing stand-up comedy. I'm like, well, I just thought he was a guy who happened to be crazy funny in different situations, you know? <laughs> and then when, I'd say around 11 or 12 is when I found out that stand-up comedy was an art form, you know, because they had the Richard Pryor albums. We had Richard Pryor, Flip Wilson, Red Fox. Uh, what's the guy named? Um, I can't think of his name. Um, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. 
Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, Bob. These are the albums that we had. It was Bob Newhart. It was uh, Flip Wilson, Red Fox, and Richard Pryor. And every blue moon, somebody will say, "Anybody ever tell you kind of remind me of Bob Newhart?" <laughs> I'm like, sometimes they do, <laughs> because because back on K Street at the at the first club down at uh, what's called the Comedy Cafe. On uh, it's it's Archibalds. It's you know what Archibalds um dance danceria is. Yeah, with the pool tables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with with the pool tables. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> that place, the top floor, used to be a comedy club. And that's yeah, that's where I met uh, me. Uh, let me see. I can name some other people from there. Wanda Sykes started there. Uh, uh, Tommy Davidson didn't start there, but he was there. You know, uh, Martin Lawrence started there. Um, Dave started there. A um, whole, whole bunch of guys. Let me see. I'm sure Lewis Black used to do comedy there. You know Lewis Black? Oh, yeah. Patton Oswalt. Uh, yeah, all the DC comedians. Uh, now, were you, were you all roughly the same age, or did you sort of take them under your wing a little bit? No, we were roughly the same age. They was younger, but everybody else was pretty much the same age. I think they were anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm pretty sure me. I'm pretty sure me and Patton. You know, if we didn't graduate the same year, we were in high school at the same time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, what's it like? See, you know, you guys are all buddies, just you know, coming up together. But what's it like when you see? you know, Wanda and Dave and Martin and Patton, like you watch them all go off and do big things as well as yourself. Like, do you, uh, you know, like it, did, did you sort of know that you guys were, had the stuff back then, you know? I know everybody had, um, everybody had a desire or whatever. And sometimes you feed on what the, um, what the audience tells you, you know, how they go. Yeah. You're, you're this, you're that. So you, you know, um, but it's, it's just, you know, like I had to go away for, um, I had to go away for a year for, um, the, what's it called? Gulf War, the desert, the first, the first desert storm. And I got back and it seems like everybody just zoomed out on me. You know, um, uh, they moved to New York. There's another guy named Warren Hutchison, him and Dave and moved to New York and just things were just popping a lot of guys and I think I took the road less traveled I started doing international stuff a lot of stuff not on cruise ships I mean actual and not USO shows just actual shows I got you know did the what's the name of it the Edinburgh Festival and from there I got hooked up with doing a whole bunch of stuff in the United Kingdom uh, and Australia and uh, Germany uh, well, lots of places all over Canada, whereas I probably should have just headed straight to Los Angeles. <laughs> why, do you, why do you say that? You mean just career-wise, you would have met more people? Or you got to see the world, though. I got to see the world, but just imagine you get a hit TV show, become an action hero like I wanted to be, and I could have just went there on vacation. But then again, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been able to experience it as a regular guy. I would have been uh, as a celebrity guy with a staff and all that. I don't know. Yeah, it's but a who's, double-edged sword. Well, who there's says? A, yeah, right, it's a double-edged sword. 
It could still happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It could still happen. Yeah, it's never too late. Look at Liam Nielsen. Yeah, exactly. He's doing taking and, you know, kicking ass. You could do it, too. Yeah, he still could be an action hero, baby. I'm ready. Exactly. Um, now, what, what, uh, what can we expect? Actually, before we move to the Birch Mirror, I want to unpack what you said. You said you left for Desert Storm. Did you serve, or you mean you were doing comedy over there? No, dude. I had a uniform on and everything, baby. <laughs> yeah, I did serve. Yes, I did. I did. Well, thanks for your service, which I know is the cliche thing to say, but thanks anyway. A member, yeah, man. You know, what 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 did you you know unpack that a little? A lot of people probably don't even know that you you know that you're you're a veteran as well. You know what do you, how do you think that helped shape you? I don't know. I don't tell them about it either. <laughs> but I do like it when people go really. <laughs> like sometimes I have my dog tags on my key my dog tags on my keychain. Right. And people go oh yeah and like I remember this girl said oh I had one of those one time. What what does yours say? I says, well, it's got my name and my blood type, my religion, my birthday. She says, why does it say that? And that's what all dog tags have on them. And then, and then that's when she found out after knowing each other for, I forgot how long. And then she said, she, she'd gone to my mom's house and she saw the picture of me up, you know, the picture you take in boot camp. Yeah. She thought it was just a, you know, you know how people take pictures with like, like with cowboy stuff on, like yeah. you know, like you go to an amusement park, you take a, you take a picture of the outlaw family. Yeah, exactly. She thought it was just staged. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, where where were you actually stationed, at? and you know what what was the little what was the exact time period for your deployment? Uh, it was eighty nine and ninety one to, to not a full two years, okay. but. Yeah, it was the latter part of 89, the whole 90, and the first part of uh, 91. But that was for the, because I had done active duty before that. So when I got out, I was just in the ready reserves. And I was like, wow, this is easy money. Until they said, guess what, dog? It's time to pay the piper, fool. <laughs> so yeah, I was... um. What was that? I was in Pendleton, Camp Pendleton out in California. Uh, but that was like training and stuff like that. And then uh, Camp Lejeune, Cherry Point. Um, uh, and then a place called Bahrain. You ever heard of Bahrain? Yeah. It's the Paris of the Middle East, they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and, and back and forth to Cuba and, um, just, uh, and some other places. You know, but like we were, we were actually stationed in Bahrain because I wasn't, I was in the Navy, but I wasn't with, I wasn't with, I wasn't like on a ship or nothing. I was with Marine units, you know, so I was a corpsman for the Marines. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so even though I was Navy, I did my time as a grunt. <laughs> but it sh it shapes you and makes you and helps you it's you know it's not what you do it's what you do with it how, how do you, you say it shapes you uh you know elaborate it's, a little it, bit for, for t.o.p okay it, it shapes you helps you you know um everything that you experience in life you know you go through it and 
And some people come out of the other end bitter and crumbled up and mad and mean. And then some people come out an actual better person because, you know, because they learn to roll with the punches and, and um, adapt, you know, and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, before we run, you know, um, bring it full circle back to the, you know, the stand-up show at the Birchmere. Um it's been. I forgot this was all about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's all right. We talked about the difference between Aspen Hill and Silver Spring, and then we talked about Archibalds, and now <laughs> in the Middle East, we're just we're covering it all. But um, you know, at the Birchmere, you I mean, man? I mean, we've been through five months of hell in this country with the virus and you know racial protests, and now we got an election coming up. I mean, what all? God, I mean, what what sort of do you tackle all that stuff in, in the routine? I don't want you to spoil any punchlines, but yeah, well, you, you, know, uh, you know what? I didn't before because I just talk about stuff that's funny and 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 relative, but I don't come out there. I'm I'm not like a I'm not like a John Stewart or a Trevor Noah where I come out there just to talk about that. If it comes up, it comes up, but I don't, you know, and and everything in between. But I don't go out and go, Trump said this, or, or yeah, I don't do that. I just, if it comes up, it comes up. You know, like I, like in the UK, a lot of the comedians over there like to tell important jokes, important material, you know. And I, I've never been one to focus on important. I focus more on funny and relative, like what's relative to you. And right now, what's relative is important as well. You can't can't escape by a lot of it. So I guess this time will be the most political material that I've ever had. But I don't think it's, my material's not, it'll be more social. It'll be more on the social climate than the political climate, you know? Right. Which seem to be combining themselves these days. That's a good point. You're saying (laughs) your material is usually social stuff or you know stuff that goes on yeah. in everyday life that people relate to but now you're right i mean everyday life has been oops sorry let me turn this alarm off um everyday life has been pretty much shut down by the political so now it's converted, yeah. like you're saying yeah, um, it's all one 2020 even vision in both eye baby <laughs> exactly it's, it's so true well like so what like social everyday topics then are you going to get into do you like you know what i mean like again i don't want you to spoil the the punchlines but like what themes are we going in what topics are, do we go i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> you're writing yeah, up I, the, the, the jokes <laughs> no I, I never did write jokes a lot of other comedians go i know you wrote some excellent material during the pandemic I'm like i didn't write before this so what will make you think? Yeah, because everything I, everything I do is reflection. Every my, my material is reflection. I don't sit down, and you don't give me a subject and go and I write jokes about it. I have to actually do it or have done it or experienced it because I don't like, you know. And sometimes I'm so well versed in something else that I can bullshit you about this or that. But uh, you know, yeah. So. I don't, you know, I don't go in and I don't think any comedian would tell you what they're going to see. That's why a guy like John Stewart or a guy like Trevor Noah, like, you know, this guy's going to talk about Republicans, Democrats, and this and that, you know it already. Right. But with me, who's just talking, you don't know what you're going to get, 
but you know it's going to be good. That's why you bought a ticket. That's why you're in line. That's why you're listening to this interview that I keep forgetting. <laughs> well, you know it's going to be the funny. subject, man. Yeah, you yeah. know it's going to be funny. Yeah. No, it's been it's been great, and I appreciate you know all the the little side stories and tangents, and then we bring it back around. I, I love it. I've I've really enjoyed talking with you. Um, so, but you've been generous with your time. We won't keep you any longer. But uh, just remind everybody, it's uh, Tony Woods at the Birchmere on August. 29th thanks so much for for making it hey, and so you're going to edit this down to keep it down to the funny parts of the interview so it'll be like <laughs> about a two-minute interview right in that long <laughs> top keeps me you know it, it is pretty quick hit stuff on the radio so yeah i'll pull the highlights and you know produce it up but i'll post the i'll post the full thing on, online and write up a whole i'm good transcribe it and you know give you the whole the whole work so it'll be good all right I don't need it. I mean, I know me. <laughs> I already know what happened to me. It's for, it's for the out. people, though. I'm relaying it to the people. You know. To the people. Don't. I know, because you're at the top of the news channel. <laughs> WTOP. Exactly. AM well, 1500. Okay, man. Hey, thanks so much, Tony. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. No, thank you for being patient, brother. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is your friend, Tony Woods. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.